A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, everybody, and welcome to History Dweebs. Our topic today is the doctor of death, Dr. Jack Kevorkian. My name is Brandy, and uh, I am joined today by uh, Chuck, the Colonel, Hawk, most dangerous nipples in podcasting, or whatever the hell Tim introduces him as, Walters, to my right. Hi, the, Chuck. The, uh, the Colonel be fine. Whatever. How are you today, Brandy? I'm well. I'm well. This is History Dweebs, and Tim is actually here. Hi. Uh, yeah, he's here, but he is wanting to try something different. He has no faith in our ability to carry off a, no, to put off a podcast. I'm just trying to pull this off at all. So we're trying something a little bit different today. Apparently, the stress is getting to Timmy. Tim is all this research and all this. Uh, Tim Tim wants to be the producer of the show, and he's going to stay on the show, but... Uh, he doesn't want to talk. He doesn't want to talk. It, it's like it's like uh, Jay and Silent Bob, but we got Silent Timmy. Well, and that's fine that he doesn't want to talk. Hmm? He can just sit there while we, you know, he can just sit there and take it. Which is amazing, because most of the time we can't get him to shut the fuck up. I can sit here. Which is I, can, a, I can sext. Which is a Still reminder um, to our listeners that... This is a, a show that you hear some language and some terms, especially coming out of this lady over here. Which is um, why there's a little E on the... There's an E on there. So if you got kids listening, uh, you might want to... Not. You might want to... Well, fuck them. They're just going to watch see it on TV anyway. What They'll are you learn it on about? the bus like yeah. the rest of us did. Yeah. If you, got, if you got kids, take the damn headphones off. What are you doing? Watch your kids, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And I gotta before we start the show, <laughs> I gotta. I was. I was. I was very. Uh, I did a horrible thing last last show. I'm shocked. I did not give a shout out to my three year old nephew Jack. Does Jack listen? He does. He listens to the Colonel's he, voice every now and again. He should be outside. Well, he is outside, but he. But his. But Dominique, his mom, will put on the thing and say, "This is Uncle Chuck here talking," and he but likes it's to not, hear me. But you sound like Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, he likes the voice, and and I gotta say hi to Fish Fish. Um, right. My little nephew, I got him a, a. I was gonna give him a betta fish, you know, one of those just little glass yes, I know bowls. Yes, betta fish is. And you know how you can get them like in the goldfish sure. bowls. But then I got to the to the pet store and I thought no this is this is jack i can't get him a little bowl so i bought him an aquarium i bought him the filter i bought him the heater i bought him the all the stuff stuff that goes in it so dominique has two rules uh don't spend more than 25 dollars on a kid i think i dropped about 105 because i bought the water conditioner sure. to grab every the whole oh it, it was a turnkey aquarium thing sure 
And nothing with a pulse. Don't be bringing anything with a pulse into my so house. So you got fish. So I told her. You broke both rules. She asked for nothing and you broke both as rules. As I stopped so many sentences with, motherfucker, I'm 53 years old. Yes. If I want to buy my nie- my nephew a fish, I will buy him a goddamn fish. I see. And do you know that that boy is fascinated with that fish? Well, he sure. calls him fish fish. He feeds him. He's learned how to he knows how to feed him three times a day. He's an amazing little boy that Jack you is. You feed your fish three times a day? Um they give him one little pellet three times a I was day. I say I got a beta. I feed him once a day. Three times a day he gets a little pellet of food. Jack loves likes to make sure Jack Feeds him on his schedule when it's lunchtime for Jack. It's lunchtime for Fish Fish. Sure. Well, so, so I'm going to go through, and we'd like to thank our uh, Patreon sponsors. Because um, without you, we would still be doing this, but we would be doing it with different equipment. Um, so, and I apologize because Timmy writes like a serial killer, and I'm looking at this handwritten the handwritten list. To me, he, he writes like a doctor with Parkinson's. And there is somewhere a list that is on an Excel spreadsheet. I created one for him. And refu- I don't know that I he even knows how that. to open Excel. Yeah, I do not have that list. So if you'll it, bear with me, we want to thank Alicia and Chip. Is it Daniel Bassey? Bassett. Bassett. Oh, that's an. Okay, those are T's. Christ. Jen Moyer, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Maggie Glover, Amber Croup, the Now American History Podcast with Joe, Rebecca Oslinger, uh, Karen Alden, Cheryl Pierce, TJ Young, Catherine Cockgarage Richards, Fiona. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Fiona Crisp, Laura O'Reilly, Kristen. Is it bourgeois? Bourgeois. Donna Curran, <clears throat> Maja. Aaron with an A, Kimberly Cameron, uh, Cheryl Weldon, Christine. Oh, these are so bad. Heather Poole. Did you write this shit blindfolded? What was you doing here? What is that? Um, I got not the slightest fucking idea what that. What What is this right here, Timmy? What What is that? Sorry, Timmy. Timmy Ralph. Oh, Stacy, of course. Of course it's Stacy. Yeah, Stacy. Not even close. <clears throat> Heather Poole, Charlie and Allie from the Insight Podcast. Uh, the people over at They Walk Among Us. Jennifer Siemens, Cindy, Elise, Bridget Bernhard, Bernhard, Sarah Bloom, uh, the people at History Goes Bump, Amber Trevino, Annette Petre, Lise, Le- Leslie Hagar, Amber, Amber Scoville, uh, Jahara, Jeff and Dawn, uh, Andrew Happ, Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Holly Woodward, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, uh, Lydia Fish, Jennifer. Lydia Fisher. Lydia Fisher. Oh, there's an R on the end of yeah, that. T- well, no, that's, t- helpful. that's Timmy's shorthand. I'll get you. Devil, I'll have you a spreadsheet the Thank next you. time. So you- uh, Jennifer, Tyrone, Phyllis Munson, Sarah Morgan, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Martin. And Mandy Swanson. So thank you very much for um, contributing. If you would like to contribute to our Patreon. I believe we're leaving off a Patreon sponsor. Oh, Rudy the Wonder Dog. Sure. Okay. Stupid dog has no job and gives a dollar a month. (laughs) Whatever. 
But if you would like to give to our now we're uh, belittling our Patreons. Patreon. If you would like he to give to, to Patreon, show, you know, and continue to get this quality programming, <laughs> Tim, where can they go? Uh, Patreon.com slash history dweebs. And you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Just a wee tiny bit. Just a wee tiny bit. Perfect. So, is there anything that you want to add before we get started on Dr. Kravorky in here? Well, I... Um, that was my mistake. I don't care. My so, Well, <laughs> here's, here's what I'm not really sure, because Kravorkian does not sound like an Asian name. I don't... Okay. I don't understand what... Well, I, if we're studying youth in Asia, what what is that, a Dr. Kovorkian got to do with it? You're I got all kinds ridiculous. of stu- You are fucking ridiculous. Not youth in Asia, you jackass. Euthanasia, like euthanasia. The, you know, the teenagers in Asia. You know what they do? Like when dogs go down, when you put a dog to sleep, it's euthanasia. They go across the Rainbow Bridge. They do cross the Rainbow Bridge, and you know how they get there? Euthanasia. All so they we all, got these young people. So if a dog come over and die, kill dogs, no. These people from China, these teenagers from China, are coming over and kill my dog. Yes, that's what happens. And now we're going to talk about not happy. Well, now we're going to talk about a different kind of euthanasia, besides the ones that come and kill your dogs. So here, Timmy even spells it all out for us. God love Timmy and these quality scripts. Euthanasia <clears throat> is the practice of intentionally ending a life in order to relieve pain and suffering. It comes from the Greek word meaning good death. Good death to you, good sir. Good death. I say good death. I say good death. In some countries, there is a, including this one, there is a divisive public controversy over the moral, ethical, and legal issues of euthanasia. Uh, those who are against it may argue for the sanctity of life, while proponents of it um, emphasize alleviating suffering and preserving bodily integrity self-determination, and personal autonomy. Jurisdictions where euthanasia is legal include the Netherlands, Canada, Colombia, Belgium, and Luxembourg. So, Timmy, hmm. you're going to make trips to a couple of those places soon. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, just saying. Out. Yeah. Maybe when I go to Colombia. You'll die. You'll, Clara will be able to kill you. Yes. Well, that'll be fun. Efforts to legalize physician-assisted suicide in the United States have been slow. Uh, the first attempt to legalize euthanasia took place in the United States when Henry Hunt introduced legislation into the General Assembly of Ohio in 1906. Because, you know, Ohio was always on the forefront of all major civil rights, you know, actions. Hunt did so at the behest of Anna Hall, a wealthy heiress who was a major figure in the euthanasia movement during the early 20th century in the United States. Hall had watched her mother die after an extended battle with liver cancer and had dedicated herself to ensuring that others would not have to endure the same suffering. Hunt's bill called for the administration of an anesthetic to bring about a patient's death so long as the person is of lawful age and sound mind and was suffering from a fatal injury, an an irrevocable illness, or great physical pain. Now see, this is where we miss Timmy. With irrevocable, irrevocable, irrevocable. Right, he didn't irrevo- that up. But that's okay, I did it. I was having trouble with it, just fucking with Timmy. The struggle's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Timmy, I- you're going to have the dumb knee scripts down a little bit for us now. Well. Because we, you know, when, when you got it on that first page, these big words that you have mastered so well, mm-hmm. we are With the King's gonna, English. <laughs> with the King's, because you speak the King's English. 
we are are mere, you know, colonels. Okay. We're not royal subjects like well, both of you are not colonels. You people in uh, Chillicothe or I'm, Portsmouth or wherever you come from. Evidently, I'm the Khaleesi of podcasting. <laughs> you are the Khaleesi of podcasting. So, suck you it. You got those dragons, right? You're goddamn right I do. All right. Uh, it is also required that the case be heard by a physician, uh, required informed consent in front of three witnesses, and required the attendance of three physicians who had to agree that the patient's recovery was impossible. A motion to reject the bill outright was turned down, but the bill failed to pass... 79 to 23. Shocking. Hmm. Efforts to legalize doctor-assisted suicide in the United States continued through the 20th century and continues today. The words euthanasia and assisted suicide are often used interchangeably. However, they are different, and in the law, they are treated differently. In this report, euthanasia is defined as intentionally knowing and directing the act of causing the death of another person. For example, giving a lethal injection. Assisted suicide is defined as intentionally, knowingly, and directly providing the means of death to another person so that the person can use that means to commit suicide. For example, providing a prescription uh, for a lethal dose of drugs. Currently, yeah, but couldn't that be, couldn't that be said for like if you sold somebody a gun? Don't you think? I, you know, I think that, and and <clears throat> this is a true story. Now, my of brother, it is. you know, my brother had the Lou Gehrig's disease. I do, and he is dead. And he said, he said to me, "I would, my, I, I want to make sure that when this gets to a certain point, that you will take my Browning high power, and you will chamber around because my hands will be too weak, and then you will lay it by my bedside." And I was like, "Well, I, I can't do that. I'll smother you with a pillow." What's sweet? Well, because it, think it of the mess. mess right. The mess and his Nobody wife and had to that. deal with all right, that. Right, right, right. <clears throat> and personally, I would uh, I would not have enjoyed it, but I would probably, had he asked me and said, you know, I really need you to do this, I would have probably smothered him with a pillow if he would have nice. wanted me to. Uh, currently, physician-assisted death or aid in dying is legal in six states, Oregon, Washington, Vermont, California, Montana, Colorado, Washington, D.C., not Ohio. Uh, legislation is pending in six other states. I'm sure none of them are Ohio either. No, it's not. Ohio yep. is not included. Uh, one of the most famous advocates for physician-assisted suicide was Dr. Jack Kevorkian. Dr. Kevorkian was a U.S.-based physician who assisted in patient suicide, sparking increased talk on hospice care and right-to-die legislative action. He was born in Pontiac, Michigan on May 26, 1928. He became a pathologist who assisted people suffering from acute medical conditions in ending their lives. After years of conflict with the court system over the legality of his actions, he spent eight years in prison after a 1999 conviction. Kevorkian's actions spurred national debate on the ethics of euthanasia and hospice care, and he died in Royal Oak, Michigan, all on his own, on June 3, 2011. So that's the story? I mean, that's the... Yeah, and, and so that is it, that and is we it. are done. Okay. Well, that seemed like a... Well, let's talk about Timmy. I now. guess Timmy gave us a simple one to do. That's I mean, the introduction, you dumbass. How the fuck you... you <clears throat> that's like saying the introduction. I, I'll tell you one goddamn thing. When me and the devil are doing scripts, we ain't going to tell a synopsis of the story and then fill in the details. Well, there'll be no synopsis. No, there will be no synopsis. There will be no backtracking. There will be no... Uh, oh... Timmy, how are you gonna how are you gonna refrain yourself while you sit there? 
From he's sexting. He's not even paying any attention. Yeah, who are you sexting with? Mm. <laughs> Listen to him. It's like talking to Logan I'm at dinner time. <laughs> you know what? You, you've turned in, basically turned into the devil playing Candy Crush. No, yeah. I'm That's sitting here waiting doing. for you. I'm sitting here waiting for the story to start. You did the introduction. <clears throat> so again, Jack Kevorkian was born. Uh, and actually, his name was Murad Kevorkian. Oh, <laughs> I, I think I would change that myself. Uh, yeah. yeah, so he changed it. Uh, but he was born on May 26, 1928. He's got a birthday coming up in Pontiac, Michigan. The second of three children born to Armenian immigrants, Levon and Sitinging Kevorkian. Kevorkian's parents were refugees who escaped the Armenian massacres that occurred shortly after World War I. They can't come in anymore. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. There's a travel ban <clears throat> on Armenians. Excuse There's me. A travel ban on everybody. Fuck them. Fuck them. There's a travel ban on me. I can't even go to Kentucky no more. Well, no, yeah, that's like that. the states banned you. That's a, yeah, there's, well, that's that, different. There's a difference, yeah. Uh, Levon was smuggled out of Turkey by missionaries in 1912 and made his way to, of all places, Pontiac, Michigan, where he worked at an automobile foundry. His mother, I don't know, Satin, I'm going to call her Sadie. Uh, fled the Armenian death march, finding refuge with relatives in Paris and eventually reuniting with her brother in Pontiac. Uh, Levon and Sadie met through the Armenian community in their city where they married and began their family. The couples welcomed a daughter, Margaret, in 1926, followed by a son, Murad, who later earned the nickname Jack by American friends and teachers because Murad was a dumb name. And finally, they had a third child named Flora. After Levon lost his job at the foundry in the early 1930s, he began to make a sizable living as the owner of his own excavating company, a difficult feat in Depression-era America. While other families suffered financially, the Kevorkians began living a more comfortable life in, the, in a uh, multicultural suburb in Pontiac. What is bucolic? Bucolic is kind of like peaceful and pretty. Why can't he just say that? Why is he got to put well, bucolic? Well, you know Shakespeare over here. He can't just do the simple words. Yeah, he's got to. Seems... He's painting a picture. He's painting a picture. I know Bob us. Ross painting a picture. Right, right, right. So they were strict and religious parents who worked hard to make sure their children were obedient Christians. Jack, however, uh, had trouble reconciling what he believed were conflicting religious ideas. His family regularly attended church, and Jack often railed against the idea of miracles and an all-knowing God in his weekly Sunday school classes. So you know the Sunday school teacher just cussed to herself every time he walked in. Yeah. This little son of a bitch is here <laughs> it again. It ain't worth Damn the 25 it. cents. This little bastard puss in off. You know that's plate. right. Yeah. Um, if there was a God who could make his son walk on water, Kevorkian insisted, he would also have been able to prevent the Turkish slaughter of his entire extended family. That makes, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense to me. And, these, and you know what? Kids should ask those questions. What are important questions to ask? Jack debated the idea of God's very existence every week until he realized he would not find an acceptable explanation to his questions, and he quit going to church entirely by the age of 12. Actually, and, and just to enlighten both of you, um, that is what's called absurdism. And it's a uh, philosophical view, point of view, that uh, that man will never understand or... To, to try to seek the meaning of life we're not capable of understanding the meaning of life so it's absurd to just keep looking for it 
So you, you do one of two things. You do one of three things, actually. You kill yourself, you mm. find religion, which gives your life meaning. Or if you don't find religion, you accept that you we are incapable aimlessly. of. Yeah, you wander aimlessly. And, and I have decided on the third path that you're a wanderer. I'm incapable of understanding even really basic algebra. I so agree. So to understand a, a higher power creator, I'm not going to take that on. No. Oh. That's awesome. Awesome and very enlightening. Are you still with us? Over There's hand me? gestures going on on the other no, side of the table. Sorry, I don't understand. Uh, uh, who's, who's, who's sending you some messages? No one. I'm uh, promoting our show on Twitter. That's acceptable. Okay. But if, if you get some good sex in there, are you going to tell nope. us about them? Please don't. Uh, I will if I do, but right now I'm just... Do, don't. You taking a day off I'm good. from your, from I'm, your online porn no, and thing? I, and marketing our, our show. Taking a day off from his penis. <laughs> He's giving your penis a break. <sighs> the children were also encouraged to perform well in school, and all three demonstrated high academic intelligence. As the only boy, however, Jack began became, became blip, 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 the focus of his parents' high expectations. Jack rose to the occasion easily, even as a young boy. Kevorkian was a voracious reader and academic who loved the arts, including drawing, painting, and piano. But along with Jack's academic prowess came a highly critical mind, and he rarely accepted ideas at face value. Good for him. Voracious. Did voracious. You, he was a voracious. He was a ferocious and voracious little man. He was. <clears throat> he engaged in frequent arguments with his teachers at school, sometimes humiliating them when they couldn't keep up with his sharp debate skills. That's a bad idea. To That's debate Jack Kevorkian or to debate the teachers? To humiliate your teachers. Yeah, they... they no good comes no from good humiliating comes from your teachers. Sweet Christ. Sweet Jesus. What, you blinded me. Hold on. The hold hell. on. Let me, let me find my way back around here, right. devil. Where am I at here? There's a reason that the lights are off. Yeah. While his jabs at teachers earned admirations from his classmates, learning came so effortlessly, 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 effortlessly. <laughs> it just wouldn't roll off to Jack that it often alienated him from his peers. Kevorkian was promoted to Eastern Junior High when he was in the sixth grade, and by the time he was in high school, he taught himself German and Japanese. Classmates soon, soon labeled him as an eccentric bookworm. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and Kevorkian had trouble making friends as a result. Did he think he was turning Japanese? I don't know. That's probably turning the only Japanese. Probably the only strange I he was really getting. I really think so. Yeah. I think I'll turn in Japanese. <clears throat> I think I'll turn in Japanese. I really think so. Remember that song? I do. He also gave up the idea of romantic relationships, believing them to be an unnecessary diversion from his studies. He's Sheldon. Yeah. He's Sheldon Cooper. Mm -hmm. In 1945, when Kevorkian was only 17, he graduated with honors from Pontiac High School. I can't imagine that the bar was set real high at, Parna at Pontiac <laughs> High School. <laughs> but okay. Accepted then into the University of Michigan College of Engineering, Kevorkian had aims to become a civil engineer. Halfway through his freshman year, however, he became bored with his studies and began focusing on botany and biology. By mid-year, he'd set his sights on medical school, often taking 20 credit hours in a semester in order to meet the 90-hour medical school requirement. He graduated in medicine at the University of Michigan in 1952 and became, and became began, Jesus Christ, Brandy, and began a specialty in pathology soon after. On the next episode, now I know we're trying something different. So how about we try something different on the next episode? What's that? 
How about you not take the Percocet before we start the episode? How about you not worry about it? I'm drinking my special <laughs> juice. My nerves are calm. I'm just doing my thing, man. All I'm right, saying, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm just saying you're slurring just a little bit. Mm. <laughs> it's like, I don't if if. If you was pulled over right now, they'd have you out breathless. You don't worry about me being pulled saying. over right now. I got new tires on my car. You do got new tires. I got new tires on my motherfucking car. Did you bought four new tires for that son of a bitch, didn't you? Oh, I didn't buy four new tires. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I didn't buy four new tires for that motherfucking car. I took it home and I told my husband, I'll go to Costco, I'll buy myself a new tire, it'll be fine. We well, can't buy just one new tire. The fuck you can't. That's why they sell them in singles. <laughs> they don't come wrapped up like donuts and you shit. You can't buy a single tire. Yeah, you can't buy a single tire. You have to buy two or you have to buy four. I'm like, that's the most fucked up thing ever. So, yeah. So, my birthday present is four new tires for my car. <laughs> Ooh. Which, and, and which I appreciate. On. Nothing says sexy time. How many miles do you have on that car? 49,000. <laughs> so, you actually just needed a tire. Uh-huh. Those tires were in good yeah. shape. Nothing says I want sex and sexy time. Yeah. Like, hey, baby, I got you four new <laughs> I tires. Baby, I got you four new tires. That's for right. Your and I appreciate it because I'm sure whatever, they would have needed them eventually. But, well, you, you know, know, if you go home and treat him right, he's liable to get you an oil change. No, stop. <laughs> I got free oil changes. <laughs> oh. So he might. I yeah, don't know. he yeah. might. Yeah. So we'll take it might. up there for you. I don't know. I kind of I want a new coffee maker. So uh, Ooh. I know, right? No. Yeah, you better you better Just putting that shit out there. <laughs> well, you have to work for a coffee maker. You want one of those Keurig things, or you want one of the? No, I don't like the Keurig ones. I do like the Keurig ones. I don't. They don't get hot enough for me. Well, you know, you can set them to get hotter. I think a no. lot of them. Yeah, some of them you can. And now the new ones, the cocksuckers. Here's where they fucking get you. Here's where the some bitches, these motherfuckers, you buy the Keurig two now. They got a little chip in them, and you can only use the Keurig cups. You can't use the bootleg cups that I always used in the past. <laughs> yeah. What bootleg cups are you getting? You know, any kind. You know how you could just buy any brand of cup? Yeah. With the Keurig too, you got to buy Keurig no, that's coffee. Up. It is. You know, I was making my own cups in my basement. It was like a little meth lab down there. With, yeah. With, with because I don't drink coffee. So why were you making cups of coffee in the basement? I was making tea. I like tea. I like a cup of tea in the morning. That's all. I see. I'm a sophisticated man. Spot of tea. I like a spot of tea. I like a. I have a cuppa. Yeah. As Allie would say, a cuppa. And uh, I really in the morning. I want to like hot tea because I watch a lot of British television, <clears throat> and evidently that solves all problems. And so Go I to want Kro- to like hot tea. Go to Kroger. I've got some vanilla chai tea. I just haven't tried it yet. Yeah, the problem with vanilla chai tea is I got to drink decaffeinated tea. Well, that's not my problem. I don't have to. But if you go to Kroger and you can handle your caffeine. I can. I can't handle my caffeine. I can. You see me on caffeine. I have. Uh, But there's so many flavors of it. I know. So I got vanilla, but I haven't tried it yet. Oh, I got this orange flavor. It's like drinking orange Kool-Aid. No, I'm out. Do you know that McDonald's is getting rid of orange high C? Did you hear that? I know. What kind of bullshit is that? Remember when they had the pizza? No, but I don't care. My kid drinks nothing else but the orange high C. He doesn't drink pop. He doesn't drink regular milk. Like, orange high C, that's his life. Dicks. They are dicks there. They are dicks there. I don't like that. McDonald's, bring back the orange high C. Fuckers. So anyway, so I, maybe I'll get a good, good. Maybe I will get a thing from my birthday. <laughs> I need the coffee maker. 
You guys are asshats because I can't see that. I don't have my glasses on, <laughs> fuckers. All right. So, he graduated medicine at the University of Michigan in 1952, went to pathology. Okay, in 1953, however, the Korean War abruptly haunt, halted Kevorkian's career. He spent 18 months as an Army medical officer in Korea, then finished his service in Colorado. While serving his residency at the University of Michigan Hospital in the 1950s, Kevorkian became fascinated by death and the act of dying. He made regular visits to terminally ill patients, photographing their eyes in, attempt, in an attempt to pinpoint the exact moment of death. God, that's creepy. If you all yeah, could pay attention. No, I, I saw a, he had a documentary on, uh, on HBO, and he was talking about that. And apparently he was saying, you know, they were, they were, they were trying, all these pathologists were trying to determine time of death or whatever on these patients. Yeah. And he said, you can just look at the eyes. He had some method where he could just look at the eyes. Now, I don't believe he had a method. I believe in his head he had a method. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying what he claimed. Yeah. He claimed that he could tell. Well, but he became fascinated with dead, dead bodies. So, Kevorkian... Well, who isn't, really? Yeah, Kevorkian believed that doctors could use the information to distinguish death from fainting, shock, or coma. Well, I think that they should be able to distinguish that. Seems like something a doctor should be able to do. Uh, in order to learn when resuscitation was useless. But really, and this makes him so much less creepy, but really my number one reason was because it was interesting, he told reporters later. And my second reason was because it was a taboo subject. So he's just a dickwad. Well, and, and we had lunch with Dr. Jeff, and he kind of threw out an interesting theory, and you're kind of reinforcing it. But I believe that this was getting him to spank his monkey. Killing people was getting him sexually excited. You think? Yeah, why else would you do it? I don't know. Ain't nobody cares about people who are like, oh, here's a, you know what, I want to end pain and suffering, so I'm going to kill a bunch of people. That's bullshit. That wasn't Bundy's. And then when he said he, he, he just liked to look into their eye, you know he was kind of rubbing up against them. You know, with his groin, doing a little pelvic thrust there. Not one to avoid distasteful ideas, shockingly. See, there you go. Kevorkian again caused a stir with colleagues by proposing that death row prison inmates be used as the subjects of medical experiments while they were still alive. Boy, well, it, the, doesn't that ring of, you know, yeah. Mangala? <laughs> yeah, well, Slightly. And, and especially, you don't be, do you have any twins? Right, right. <laughs> Inspired by research that described medical experiments the, the ancient Greeks conducted on Egyptian criminals, Kevorkian formulated the idea that similar modern experiments could not only save valuable research dollars, but also provide a glimpse into the anatomy of the criminal mind. In 1958, he advocated his view in a paper presented to the American Association for the Advancement of Science. In a method he called terminal human experimentation, God, can you imagine this guy at parties? Yeah. He yeah. Would, he would, and you I don't know, think he got invited. To like, everybody parties. just kind of moved away from him. <laughs> yeah. I think he crashed. I think he and, crashed. But you know parties. what? He, he would be the some bitch sitting right next to the bean dip. Oh, all the time. So or the beer. Ha, the yeah, keg. so you'd have to go over and he's be next ne to the keg. He's next to, see, I don't care about that. But let me get to, and for you poor bastards that don't know what it is. There's this thing we have in Cincinnati called Skyline Chili. And there's this thing you take to parties, and it's called Skyline Dip. You've made it yourself, I'm I sure. I have, several times. And it's chili with a layer of 
cream cheese. Uh, it sounds disgusting, but it's and then so a good. layer of melted cheddar cheese on cheese, the top. Cheese, chili, and then melted cheddar cheese on top. Cream cheese, chili, and cheddar oh, cheese on top. It'll just, and it's the shit. It'll, it'll make you beat somebody down. If there's only like a bite or two left, you'll beat them down for that. But um, he'd beat a guy hanging around the skyline dip. Eating it. Eating it. Eating it all. Double dipping a chip. You know no double less. dipping a chip, nasty yeah. fucker, just to see how close mm-hmm. to death he could get. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, in a method he called... Da, 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 da. All right. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He argued that condemned convicts um, would be a service to humanity before their execution by volunteering for painless, in little quotes, medical experiments that would begin while they were conscious but would end in fatality. Oh, good. For his unorthodox experiments and strange proposals, Kevorkian's peers gave him the nickname Dr. Death. Surprising. Oh, yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, have you ever thought about... Not, not it beats Skippy. <laughs> Does it? Have you ever thought about this, Timmy? If you were really... And, and, and I've given this some consideration, but the electric chair, we decided was inhumane for you know most cases, so we did lethal injection to be nicer to these people that we were going to kill. But you know what the problem is with the electric chair, Timmy? Uh, no, what? They electrocute you from the outside. Now think about this. What if they electrocuted you from the inside? If they took, like, say, a two-foot rod or whatnot, okay, and they inserted it into the convict's rectal cavity. What the fuck is wrong with you? And then just let loose with about 20,000 volts. That would work much faster. It'd smell like ass. Well, I, apparently it smells pretty bad to begin with. What? It, well, yeah, it smells like cooking flesh. Yeah, I, and that's not too bad. It's, you ever, you ever come in here like, and people have burned something and you think, ooh, it smells like somebody caught somebody on fire in here. It smells like burning flesh in here. No, but you know what? They, sometimes they'll microwave fish downstairs. Oh, who does that? I can't That's tell just you. gauche. It is gauche, but it's very nasty. And then other times, the brewery up the street makes the whole place stink to yeah. high heaven. <clears throat> but that's not important, and none of it smells like a burning body. All right. I'm just so, saying, cook them from the inside, not the outside. Okay. Kevorkian's controversial views earned him minor media attention, which ultimately, ultimately resulted in his ejection from the University of Michigan Medical Center. He continued his par- partnerships at Pontiac. Ejection? General- Ejection. Would that be like expulsion? Or was he sitting in class and just a big spring no, came he up? And he got tossed out Looks like it. he was a doctor by <laughs> okay. then. He just couldn't go there anymore. <laughs> I mean, ejected sounds to me like, like he popped out of an airplane. Like some, yeah, like Wiley Coyote. It happened to him. All of a sudden he was. He continued his internship at Pontiac General Hospital because their standards clearly are low. And he began another set of controversial experiments. After hearing about a Russian medical team who was transfusing blood from corpses into living patients, Kevorkian enlisted the help of medical technologist Neil Nickel to simulate these same experiments. I thought all the blood was drained after that. Like, it, doesn't it coagulate? I think you got to get them pretty quick. I don't know. You know, I don't know. The results were highly successful, and Kevorkian believed the procedure could help save lives on the battlefield. If blood from a bank was unavailable... Doctors might use Kevorkian's research to transfuse the blood of a corpse into an injured soldier. 
Kevorkian pitched his idea to the Pentagon, figuring uh, it could be used in Vietnam. In Nam. But the doctors denied the doctor was denied a federal grant to continue his research. Yeah, you know, it was NAM. That wasn't really rules. Well, I, yeah, I know, right? Instead, the research fueled his reputation as an outsider, scared his colleagues, and eventually infected Kevorkian with Hep C. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah, <laughs> I right. think he got it from a hooker. He got it from one of. How'd you like to go have you, you know gallbladder out? He got it from one of those corpse. And you, you're getting examined, and somebody walks by, and they're like, hey, Dr. Death, how you doing? Yeah, I don't think, or be dating that guy. Did he ever even date anybody? No, he, well, I don't know if he ever did, but. No, you know why? Roman, no romantic entanglement. Because he was back there choking the monk, beating a bishop, thinking about, I'm going to kill somebody today. Is that what you sound like? That's what I he sounded concerns. like. All That's right. what he sounded like. He was he, he Mr. Burns on 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 The Simpsons. He, that's who he reminds me of. Yeah, Mr. Burns. Does, he doesn't remind you of him. I, uh, after qualifying as a specialist in 1960, I don't a <laughs> specialist in what? Yeah, death. <coughs> right. Kevorkian bounced around the ca- the country from hospital to hospital, publishing more than 30 professional journal articles and booklets about his philosophy on death. Before setting up his own clinic near Detroit, Michigan. The death clinic? The business ultimately failed. Death is off? Shocking. Right. <laughs> death becomes you. <laughs> you know, it's like hairstyle places. I just wonder how in the hell they always come up with these I uh, love fascinating names. Curl up and die. Yeah. I love just that. Just stuff like that. Yeah. And if you had a death shop, you know, you, you'd be competing. You would. With other, and it'd be hard to come up with a good marketing plan for putting people to sleep a good pun for the name yeah yeah the uh, sleep easy yeah the yeah. sleep easy uh kevorkian after a flop house it would be a new <laughs> after the business failed kevorkian headed to california to commute between two part-time pathology jobs in long beach those jobs also ended quickly when kevorkian quit in another dispute with a cheap with a chief pathologist I have, a feeling, I have a feeling he was kind of hard to get along with. Yeah. A cheap pathologist? Cheap. <laughs> like the some bitch wouldn't pay for lunch ever? No, cheap. <laughs> okay. Like uh, a cheap podcast. Yes. Oh, someone who doesn't pay for lunch ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like one of those guys. He gave he, me $10 today. I can't say much. <laughs> I was feeling guilty because I came in uh, yesterday and I was like, I was sitting in my office and I was like, damn, I... I, I because I'm on the low carb thing, and, of course. And I was, oh, Brandy's got those power bars, and I so I come down here and I grab a power bar, and I'm like, damn, there's six power bars in a box, and I believe I've eaten five of these power bars in this box. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. So being the uh, gentleman, uh, really the honorable man that I am. You should have just ate the last one and told her someone stole one. <laughs> that would that would have been fucker. You no, know, because I'm still I'm still collecting undue hatred from our listeners and from other people about the pop tarts, well, which I was completely innocent. And he wants of. to continue to eat the protein bars. Let's not. Oh yeah, I'm gonna keep. Yeah, yeah that's for yeah, future protein fr- bars he was too. Afraid you'd put a, a lock them away. Yeah. No, I just figured, you know, if I, I've eaten maybe five dollars or what? How much did enough? that whole thing cost you? Oh, I have you? no idea. Dave bought it. Oh, okay. Because I know they're they're about a dollar a piece. Yeah, they're not cheap in the store. They're they're did not cheap him, at all. Did he buy them at the same place he bought your tires? 
No. No, surprisingly. No. Jesus. All right. So, Jack, uh, Jack claimed that his career was doomed by physicians who feared his radical ideas. Well, That's kind of how I feel. <laughs> Nobody wants to be put to death. Kevorkian retired, in air quotes, to devote his time to a film project about Handel Messiah, Handel's Messiah, as well as research for his reinvigorated death row campaign. By 1970, however, Kevorkian was still jobless, uh, had also lost his fiance. Huh. Hmm. He broke off the relationship after finding that his bride-to-be lacked in self-discipline. Oh, he, I bet he caught him masturbating. I don't know. Doesn't say, but that is, that's what happened. So he did have some romantic entanglements, and somebody did say, yeah, I'm going to marry Dr. Death. We're very yeah. excited. Yeah. We're going to have kids. It's going to be great. <laughs> Little Johnny Death over exactly. here. Exactly. It's, it's going to be, be super. <laughs> they, had, they had the sex pistols. So let's see where we're at here, Timmy. Um, by 1982, the year I was graduating from high school. I was in second grade. Wow, you was a youngster then. I'm a youngster now. But I bet you was uh, to you. still, well, you're always going to be. See, the way the way math works and aging. You're not going to explain that to me. I said compared if, if to I'm you. If I'm older than you, if I'm born before you, I'm always actually going to be older than you. I know, which makes me happy. Which means you'll probably die before me. Well, it depends on if somebody if somebody covers my face with a pillow while I'm sleeping. No. Which, by the way, for the fourth time, I just want to put this on record. Not for the fourth um, time. For the fourth time in 30 days, whilst I've been sleeping, Renee has hit me in the face. I don't know why she waits to 30 years of marriage, the girl ain't ever hit me in the face. All of a sudden, every night she goes to sleep, she becomes Mike Tyson and got to hit me in the side of the head. I don't know why she waits till you're asleep. She says she's having nightmares. I think she's lying. I think she's lying, too, and it hurts. The shit hurts. So, all right, here, Timmy. Now, we're moving up to 1982. And we're, now, during this podcast here, Timmy, we're not, we're not disturbing you, are we? You sure? Positive. Because it doesn't seem it doesn't like, seem like you're very engaged. I, I am engaged. I'm you're watching not engaged. the sound levels. And how I, the fuck are you watching the sound? Are you looking at your phone? I'm tw- you're like a teenage girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm engaging our audience online and social media. So are please, you, yes. are you like? It's like you're. It's like passing notes in study hall. Actually, I'm working. Please continue. What are you working on? Uh, well, I was uh, tech. I was tweeting the picture of you guys. And an was, unapproved picture, I might add. I did not see a release. I didn't approve You can't anything. just merch us out like that, Timmy. I feel dirty. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just the thing that all we are is basically chattel to him. Yes. And you know what you do well or what you should be doing right now is uh, reading. You know, I was stuff. unprepared. I mean, I'm here. I'm sitting here with my hair all, yeah. you know, no makeup on. No, no, I was yeah. not prepared. I need time for my face, my hair, my makeup people He should to give in. you a heads up. Something. I don't even know that I trimmed my beard today. You didn't. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get back to Dr. Jack. That would be wonderful. Um, Now, in 1982, he was living alone. Right. Occasionally sleeping in his car. Why? Fuck, I don't know. He was he was a doctor, but this some bitch couldn't get a job anywhere because when you got the name Dr. Jack. He's a weirdo. He had a Vega. 
Hey, well, then that's why he was sleeping in. Yeah, that ain't too comfortable to sleep in either. The mega. He was living off canned food and social security. Cat food? Yeah. Oh. I don't know, Timmy. You didn't can put it in here. Canned food. Okay, can't. Well, cat food can, comes all in a can. Us, don't all of us live on canned food? Yeah. <laughs> how you live your life well i live my life because i can actually cook and i make food whereas you just stop at you know wendy's or oh, subway domino hey, i don't like wendy's anymore man. oh we stop oh wendy's. you're you're anti-wendy's now yeah oh Ooh. okay since subway died. since dave died okay so you just stop up. at subway or sometimes domino's B- B-dubs. you know oh, wendy B-dubs. does not look like the girl on the picture maybe she did when she was a kid that I haven't. I didn't see her when she was a kid. Well, sure okay. you have. It's the Wendy's girl. Well, maybe that's you're looking at a picture yeah. of her all yeah. the time. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know that she looked like that as a kid, though. I mean, I think that they just made up. You want them to put up a side by side comparison? Well, I want to see what the real Wendy looked like because she turned out to be not a bad looking woman. Now, yeah, she's but she's up got there red hair. I mean, she's got red hair and a little bit of freckles. So I mean, I imagine it's about the same. And I think that they've caricatured that up a little bit. That's what I mean. Yeah, I don't. I think they're. Kind I don't of think her pigtail stuck out like that very much. That that's a badass hairdo, I think. Well, I might pip, try it myself. Or Pippi Longstocking hair. I was thinking about getting myself some cornrows. You should absolutely give what yourself you some cornrows. I like it with beads. I, like it. I think when we get to India, I'm going to be in cornrows. You absolutely should. I'm going to get you a big uh, silver necklace with a big clock on it. <laughs> yeah, well, I you, oh, he's going to be Flava Flav. Just like yeah. Flav. Get you. Uh, I got me some need, gold teeth. You're going to need some good hair for that. Yeah. You're going to have well, to buy you some hair. You're going to have to have hair. Period. Well, he's got to have to buy some hair. We can get that sewn in. I can get some weaves. You can get that sewn in. Is my hair too short for weaves? I have no clue. Okay. Well, I'm gonna look into that next time I go to my uh, next time I go to Great Clips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The supercuts. Next will, time you weave. go to curl up and die. Yeah. Curl up and die. They yeah. will love answering that question. Can you put? Could you put some tracks in my hair? <laughs> some, They'll yeah. love that. Oh, some cornrows. I'm I'm gonna be going to uh, I'm 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 joining a a, a gang. I'm, gonna, I'm going to Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, I get I'm cornrows? going to Indianapolis. Yeah, I Jesus. need cornrows. Well, by 1985, he had returned to Michigan um, to write a comprehensive history of experiments on executed humans, which was published in the obscure journal of the National Medical Association after more prestigious journals rejected it. Tell me how many times you've been published with these scripts. How many how many scripts you have published yet? Uh, I refuse to release my art. That means zero. Oh, okay. So he doesn't want it corrupted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's his these this it's basically literature. I, I actually do keep all of my scripts. Do you? Mm-hmm. For the Hall of Fame? <laughs> Are you gonna use them know. as an accepted as an, an accepted maybe, speech maybe, for your potty? You don't know. Maybe I'll put them on eBay. I know a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well maybe. you should sign them for sure. Well you gotta sign them. Well, yeah, I would. Well, in 1986, Kevorkian discovered a way to help expand his death row proposal when he learned that doctors in the Netherlands were helping people die by lethal injection. I mean, they just, you just walk down the street, you come in for a flu, <laughs> yeah. and they say, oh, they'll put oh, you Oh, no, under. here, we take this shot right here. So his new crusade for assisted suicide or euthanasia became an extension for, of his campaign for medical experiments on the dying. You this have, you have sinus infection, do you want Sudafed, or do you yeah. want me to put you under? At what point, sodium pentothal. At what point does somebody decide you're dying? That's what I, That's my concern. I All got right, no well, problem with euthanasia, 
But you know what? You get some old lady that got a case of the shingles. Ain't no, you know, you don't put it down for that. Now, she might look bad. But then again. Hell, you look bad. And you're still yeah, bad. I look bad. Ain't nobody. I, see, they be putting me down all the time. Like a dog. Like a dog. Now, Kevorkian began to write and, new articles. And let's establish, they'd only put you down once. Not all the time. No, I got nine lives. I'm like no. a cat. No, you know. Kevorkian began writing new articles, this time about the benefits of the euthanasia. And uh, he followed up on his papers with the creation of a suicide machine he called the Tanatron. Nice. Tanatron. There you go. Greek for instrument of death. Well, huh. fuck, I can, he made that out of $45 worth of materials. Again, can you just get a Give gun? me, yeah. Give me one hammer, one long ass, four inch you nail. Can, you're going to MacGyver something together? Yeah, I got, I only got 10 bucks into this. I got instrument of death. Now, the... Thanatron consisted of three bottles that delivered successive doses of fluids. First, a saline solution, For followed why? by a painkiller. Why saline first? You know, that don't make a bit of sense. Yeah. I mean, you want to make sure to completely hydrate it before they die. Or maybe you want to make, I don't know, maybe that clears the vein for the other stuff to go in. Oh, that could be. Clears out the low highway there. Yeah. Um, followed by a painkiller. And finally, All a about that. fatal dose so far, of, so good. of potassium chloride. Yeah, you can oh. hold on to that. Hold, yeah. hold a potassium. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> good. Just the first two steps. I'm, I'm just going to eat a couple bananas, and uh, I'll get all the potassium I need. Now, using Kevorkian's design, patients who were ill could even administer the lethal dose of poison themselves. After years of rejection from the national medical journals and media outlets, Kevorkian will finally become the focus of national attention for his machine and his proposal to set up a franchise of a franchise. Fra he was going to set up a Wendy's of death. Wendy's of death is what He's he was going to have. Franchise. He, you know he what? Had I think we picked out on front, like, enough Wendy's. Let's find another place served. to pick on. Jack in the yeah. box. Oh no, <laughs> not Jack, Jack in, in the box. Jack in your box. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's his fiance. <laughs> Jack put you in a box. Yeah. <laughs> now there's that. A franchise? He was going to set up a franchise of obituariums. Of what? Obit obituariums. Where doctors could help the terminally ill end their lives. Now, and typically the terminally ill, because uh, from the moment you're born, you're terminally ill. Sure. I mean, we're all going to, you know, have it end at some point. Speak so yourself. <laughs> oh, except for Timmy over here. Because yeah. he's feeding Because he's on got the, the, all that clean living that he, he does. The clean Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Living and feeding on the blood of his 28-year-old. Right. You know. I don't think it's blood he's feeding on from that text yesterday. From that text yesterday. Don't miss a drop either, Timmy. So don't don't nasty. you miss a drop. I had to go home and <laughs> I had to go. I couldn't eat. Could be blood. Depends on what. I drank a lot. Oh, I had to drink Depends so on much. What time of the month it is. I had to drink so much last night. You don't do that. Have, have you ever, heard, I mean, inadvertently done that? Oh, gotten your red inadvertently. wings? Inadvertently. It's, called, it's yeah. called getting your red wings. Yeah. It's not I knew good. I knew people I've that would it. do that on purpose. Yeah. I've never done it on purpose, but I've done it and had it happen to me, and it doesn't really bother me one way or another. Nothing really bothers me. I'm pretty laid back that way. Yeah, but you know what? I'm sorry. If you're going to go downtown Julie Brown, there needs to be some rules there. There does need to be some rules. <laughs> there needs to be some. <laughs> yeah. You need to make sure you've got a tidy house. <laughs> you gotta, I, if you're inviting that company is flood, over. That is flood free. <laughs> yeah, if you're inviting company it's, over, it's, you ought to have the amp flow. No flood damage. I got to ask you to yeah. leave. No flood because, damage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't invite people over if she's in town. It, well, that's You accommodate. Thing. But you're see, the guest you have. The thing is, sometimes she shows up with unannounced. She does, but. You know what? She's not so unannounced that it just happens to be that you're over visiting and she just busts through the door. <laughs> like that usually, happens, though. but usually you kind of there's a call. Well, there's a no, call that comes before Aunt Flo gets there. Usually, what happens is Aunt Flo shows up and has been sitting on the couch thirty minutes before you realize she's even there. Well, that that's may how be. it usually turns out for me. Well, sometimes Aunt Flo is in the house and and. You know, no one just wants to mention it. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Aunt Flo's upstairs so, sleeping. So then you come up looking like Hannibal Lecter after <laughs> yeah, he's eating. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, like, yeah. Carrie after prom. Well, I come up looking like I got a mouthful of dead gerbil. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie after prom. There yeah. you are. Aw. So, yeah, I don't know how we got on we that to, tangent, but I think the two of you need to reevaluate some things. <laughs> you know what? Here's the I've thing. say five words this whole podcast, and all of a sudden we're talking about oral sex during a menstrual period. <laughs> the thing is, is you know, Timmy and I are lucky to get it, so we're not going to look. So you're not upset with the three way with that flow there. We're not about to look a gift badge in the mouth. Well, you know, that's all there is to I it. I think maybe you should. Otherwise, you're going to get a mouthful of nasty vag. <laughs> you know what? There's no such thing. Oh. Oh. Au contraire. I've, well, I've seen some people floating through here that I would. Well, no. I'm not talking I, I about that. I would question them. that. I'm just talking about I've been married for a long, long time. So yes. I'm, I'm used to. All kinds of... Uh, well, and I get that. I mean, you know, the occasional toot or whatever. The, the like, veneer those things of, happen. The veneer of uh, decency and... Oh, no, there's none. Yeah, it, it's been yeah. gone. Because I, I've seen, and, and forgive me for this, Mrs. Colonel, but I've seen that bad stretch far enough for a head to pop out of well, it. Well, sure. Well, sure. And, and, and after that, really, the romance is gone. You know, the magic is gone. Magic is gone. The vagina was magic until that moment that I saw... A head pop out of it. When I, when I actually saw a human being claw its way out of that vagina, I thought, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, not the same. It's not the same. So it, Tim evidently doesn't care because he's actually never seen that. But well, I'm just saying. It doesn't phase him a bit. At least they didn't walk out. 
<laughs> Logan damn near did. He crawled out. <laughs> yeah, Logan was waving. Logan about ready to drive a car by the time he got out. Plus of there. for lunch. He looked, yeah. <laughs> he looked like a beauty pageant contestant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hello. Like, he slapped a doctor back. He was like, "Mother, motherfucker, I'm one day old. Don't you ever touch it." See. So anyway, to get back to Doctor Jack here, and off of this foul, foul subject we've been on. Um, Dr. Kevorkian would become infamous, much like Timmy, in 1990 when he assisted in the suicide of Janet Atkins, a 54-year-old Alzheimer's patient who wasn't really even sure what she was asking for. Yeah, she wasn't in her right mind. I don't know. See, I'm <laughs> not really... How many of us are, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but still. But when you get into Alzheimer's patients and it's like, you know, shit, I just thought he asked me if I want a pudding. Right. You know, he's got these tubes sticking in me all of a sudden. And that's not to make fun of Alzheimer's patients. I'm just no, saying. No, it just that is what it is. And you that's, don't fuck around with them. But you, that's one of the. They can't make informed decisions on. Yes, and that's one of the pitfalls of doing that. Yeah, and and the thing about Alzheimer's patients, my, my next door neighbor went into a nursing home with Alzheimer's. And I would walk in. I visited her all the time because she was in the same one as my grandma. And I'd walk in and. She would say, you know, her daughter would be there, and she'd say, oh, this is Chucky. He lived next door. And the woman would be like, well, of course it's Chucky. I know right. who Chucky is. And then, you know, the next day I'd come up to visit, and she'd say, oh, Mom, Chucky's coming to visit you here. And, and you know, I was, some Alzheimer's patients, I, don't, I haven't been around a bunch, but some, they their personality changes so much. Now, this, this was a very church-going proper lady and I, she'd say, you know, the, the day before she knew it was me. And the next day, you know, because I tend to wear blue shirts and sometimes look like I got scrubs or whatever. She'd and say, no T-shirts. Yeah, and, but she'd say, what's another fucking doctor doing in here? I mean, just like that. You know, she this woman never cussed in her whole life. Yeah, and, it's, and she it's just sad at that. And, and, it, and, it and you very, know, it would, you know, if she was in her right mind, it embarrass her and. Yeah, yeah, and it was very disconcerting, not not as much for her, or not as much for me as it was for her, I'm sure. But um, Now, Atkins, Mrs. Atkins, who had Alzheimer's, she was a member of the Hemlock Society, an organization that advocates voluntary euthanasia for terminally ill patients before she came ill. So she was a member of this society before she came ill, so maybe she did have some thoughts on that. Um, after she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, she began searching for someone to end her life before the degener degenerative disease took full effect. She had heard about the me through the media about Kevorkian's invention of a suicide machine. And, I, and I'll tell you another thing, this is a suicide machine. You ever uh, use those uh, little bullet blenders? Yeah. That motherfucker's a suicide machine right there. Yeah, don't put your fingers in it. Well, you kill yourself with one of those some bitches. But uh, anyway, she heard about, heard about this suicide machine, and she contacted Kevorkian about using the invention on her. Do you know what is green and red and goes 90 miles an hour? Green, red goes 90 miles an hour. I do not, Timmy. A frog in a blender. That's true. <laughs> For Christ's sake. That just made me think of it when you said <laughs> That's true. <laughs> wow. You, uh, did, did you Google sixth grade jokes? <laughs> I, 
I know. It was weak. It was weak. I agree. Remember, it made me think about Remember Bassomatic from Saturday Night Live? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bassomatic. So anyway, so this woman hears about Kevorkian, um, and he agreed to assist her in a public park inside his Volkswagen van. Oh, you know he was just getting loads of ass driving around in a Volkswagen van. Well, yeah. With a death machine in it. You know, he couldn't. <laughs> What's that song about the van? <laughs> yeah. You know? Making love in my Volkswagen van. That's, <laughs> That's all, right, all right with me. You know, think about that. That is a rapey ass song. Yeah, it is. I mean, it really yeah, is. He, pick, he picks up a girl. Picked she, her up. And a, then she's sleeping, <laughs> and he's looking at her thinking about it is, doing right. the nasty to her. It's, it, it's called Chevy Van. Mm-hmm. Look it up on YouTube and tell us, listeners, if that ain't one of the rapiest songs. He talks about how young she is, how it's like, ooh, yeah. you know, picked her up in my van to have free puppies on the side. I don't think you he know. says that. But, I'll, I'll, but it might ahead, as well. I'll, I'll look up the lyrics. Yeah. Now, she had heard through the media about this suicide machine, so um, he helped her in a public park inside his VW van. He attached the IV, and she administered her own painkiller and, and, and then the poison. Within five minutes, she was dead. When the news hit media outlets, Kevorkian became a national celebrity and a criminal. Well, this, I mean, there you go. the cool thing about this, I mean, not cool thing, but he's doing this in a fucking parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, like a Target parking well, lot. It was probably a Walmart parking lot. It, That's my Because bad. death needs to come to you. You don't well, have to go sure. to death. Yeah. You know, it's like when I broke my windshield. Yes. They come right down here and fix it. Yes. Come right they, to my yes, work and will. fix it. And now I found a service that when my cell phone breaks, because I tend to break cell phones a lot. Yes. They will come right here to work, pick up my cell phone, fix my cell phone, and bring it back to me at work. Well, that's amazing. West Side. No, it's a con- they're the All right, here's concierges. This, uh, here, here's this song. Here's this lyrics. I gave a girl a ride in my wagon. She crawled in and took control. She was tired because her mind was a dragon. I said, get some sleep and dream of rock and roll. Because like a princess, she was laying there, moonlight dancing on her hair. Is this a rapey song? (laughs) It's a rapey song. It is. I'm telling you. It is. It gets worse. This is the nice part. She woke me up and took me by the hand. She's going to love me in my Chevy van. And that's That's all right right with me. me. And then he dropped her off. It gets even worse. (laughs) I put her out in town that was so small you could throw a rock from end to end. A dirt road, a dirt road, Main Street, she walked in her bare feet. It's a shame I won't be passing through again. Yeah. Oh, and then he, he just dropped her off on the side he, of the road. But no. he, me- he mentioned the old dirt road. In it. He mentioned the dirt road. See, that's, there's a lot of metaphors in there. Basically, he's going 55 miles an hour and threw her out of the van on a backcountry road. It's very rapey. I mean, she he didn't even give the poor girls a shoe. You seriously haven't gotten through the first page of your fucking script yet? Well, you guys keep interrupting Oh, for Christ's sake. We're going to be here all goddamn day. Timmy's got to get home. He's been here since 3 this morning. <laughs> I know. You seem a little cranky there, devil. You seem a little edgy. <laughs> for, for being on two Percocets and a half bottle of gin, you seem yeah. a little cranky. I'm, my gin's running a little low. I got <laughs> okay. shit to do. All right, I'll and flow coming here. Uh, no, God damn it! I'm no. just asking you. Percocet uh, wears off after four or five hours. So. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> well, Time for another dose. Somebody's gotta gotta trudge through these because Timmy ain't chipping in. I He's am. Not. 
but Timmy's getting ready to chip into mommy's juice. Uh, get ready to happen here. <laughs> so the state of Michigan immediately charged Kevorkian with her murder. The case was later dismissed, however, due to Michigan's indecisive stance on assisted suicide. In early 1991, a Michigan judge issued an injunction barring Kevorkian's use of a suicide machine. That same year, Michigan suspended his medical license, but that did not stop the doctor from continuing to assist with suicides. Because he still had his van. Yeah. <laughs> Come on down to Je- Dr. Jeff, Dr. Jack's death house. Did he have one of those bendy people, one of those Arab? <laughs> yeah. The like, we, guys. Don't, we don't care about killing people. We, we don't care about making money. We just, money. We just money. love to kill people. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, now he'll put you under and wash a car. Exactly. Well, you're going to have to. That's going to make a mess. But now he's got a problem because he's not a doctor and he cannot gather the medications needed to use the Thanatron. So Kevorkian assembled a new machine and called it the Mercytron, which delivered carbon monoxide. What is is his deal with Tron? Well, you know. It's Greek, isn't it? It isn't Greek. Yeah, for machine. Machine. That's Mm -hmm. stupid. Oh, that um, makes sense. Like no, it makes sense. It just it doesn't make it not stupid. The Mercy Machine. I don't think he put a lot of time in the branding. Well, of he it. really should have. This yeah. maybe that, that would have helped it's his case. Kind of a, it's a tough thing to market. Um, oh. Now this one delivered carbon monoxide through a gas mask from the from the van <laughs> from the Chevy van from the Chevy yeah. van. Yeah, that's how. So the following year, the Michigan le- now the next year, the Michigan legislature passed a bill outlawing all. Assisted suicide designed specifically to stop this crazy man from running around and killing people. Yeah, they they created a law just for him. The Kevorkian law. Badass when when the state legislature <laughs> yeah. creates, we, creates that's a like law a, just something for, you. for Chuck. We have. Yeah, I think he's underappreciated, is what he, <laughs> he is. is. He is. They they, but you know you know why he's got you know I I'm just convinced that the man was masturbating after he killed people. Maybe. I mean, why else? Or before, you do it? Or, or before. during, or during. Mm-hmm. Don't judge. The, oh, it, they I'm need judging. to do some DNA in that blacklight test of the corpse because just a, the van. And the, oh, you know what that van looked like? There was shit on the ceiling, on the walls. And that shag carpeting. The shag carpeting, the A-track, cause yeah. the A-track player. Now, as a result, convoking blacklight. Joe. <laughs> Strobe light. Yeah, strobe light. Give them a stro- uh, epileptic stroke while they're doing it. Um, as a, disgusting. As a result, Kevorkian was jailed twice that year. He was bailed out by a lawyer, Jeffrey Figer, who helped Kevorkian escape conviction by successfully arguing that a person may not be found guilty of criminally assisting a suicide if they administered medication with the intent to relieve pain and suffering even if it did increase the risk of death. Kevorkian was prosecuted four times in Michigan for assisted suicide. He was acquitted in three, and a mistrial was declared in the fourth. Kevorkian was disappointed, telling reporters that he wanted to be imprisoned in order to shed light on the hypocrisy and corruption of society. That's why I want to go to prison. He was cantankerous. (laughs) You think? (laughs) I think he's just tired of people fucking with his mission. I, I I think he was just crazy. Maybe no, just I mean crazy? I think he was just really you know he, he was very opinionated. He loved he loves his job. Yeah, and he just want you know he just wanted him, he just you know he would have been a good internet troll. You know <laughs> he, he had been his a good own opinion. Troll. He just wants to 
hammer well, it home. Well, in 1998, the Michigan legislature enacted a law making assisted suicide a felony punishable by a maximum five-year prison sentence or a $10,000 fine. And all this, you know, I get all this, but God, guns are so damn easy to get. I know. Why it's you got to get other people involved in your mess? It's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Go well, out to the woods and do... Well, be, that that's, is okay if you're, if you're like, able, but if you got like ALS and you can't do that... Well, and never mind you, the fact that finding somebody just laying peacefully in death is a lot different than finding their brain splattered all over the Zenith television. Zenith television? No, you don't do it like there that. What you do is you go... It's still even make Zenith? Is you that get even, in your car. I mean, unless you're bedridden, you get in your car. Remember when they used to have, like, the stereo TV combo? Oh, yeah. Console? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The console TV with yeah. the record player on yeah. top? And no, look. We're talking about people that are unable to do that. No, you can, no matter how sick you get... I'll tell you, my brother had, had the Lou Gehrig's disease. Yes, we know. He comes home one time. Now, I was convinced my brother was going to shoot himself before he died. But he died before he got to a really bad point. Um, well, I think if he died, he was probably at a bad point. Well, no, he died much sooner than he should have. He was, I know what you're he was actually pretty healthy me. when he died. And uh, strangely, um, <laughs> pretty healthy when he, he was. He was pretty healthy. <laughs> up in, he was pretty healthy up until the day before he died. I got you. Um, I know what you're saying. I'm just you know, because ALS takes its course where it just completely yeah, paralyzes you and everything yeah. else. The day before he died, he could have been carrying around an oxygen tank. You know, I mean, literally on his back because it affected his chest muscles and back muscles, but not his legs and hands so much. But anyway, so I come home. His wife calls me. and She's just in a just in a complete, complete tizzy. And I was like, what's the matter? And she's like, Joe's gone. I can't find Joe. And Joe had two acres. And uh, so. You know, my first thought was Joe walked back out in the woods and he shot himself. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know, Rhonda, go to the gun safe and, and tell me if the if the Browning High Power's in there and tell me if the Ruger Blackhawk's in there. And she said, yeah. I said, well, then he, he didn't kill himself because he'd use one of those two because they're surefire guns to, to do it. But I'll come out there. My brother had made his way out to the garage, got into the golf cart, Timmy. Now, mm -hmm. Devil, you know this area out there. Rode his golf cart from his house up the Springdale Road to the Mini Mart to buy a Time magazine and something else and then rode his golf cart back. Now, Springdale Road, you know how busy that is. Right, but you I need mean, to explain that to our listeners because yeah, Springdale Road is a very it's a four lane road. Mm -hmm. My brother got in his goddamn golf cart because he didn't trust him. Well, he couldn't drive, um, and he got in a golf cart and uh, drove on a four lane road to the store. Good for him. And then he just drove, and it, the only thing he wanted to do was, I think, prove to himself that he could actually do it. You know, for two mm -hmm. hours, we figured, you know, we're wondering where he went to kill himself. But he came back with a Time magazine, and he was happy. Just, he did crazy shit like that. Worried for nothing. Understood that. So anyway, in 1998, the Michigan legislature, they enact this law. It makes it a felony, assisted suicide, a felony punishable by a maximum five-year prison sentence or $10,000 fine. 
They also closed the loophole that allowed Kevorkian, allowed for his previous acquittals. Yet Kevorkian continued to assist patients. Meanwhile, the courts continued to pursue Kevorkian. No one, not one to stand down from a challenge, Kevorkian pursued his crusade in an even greater passion. In 1998, Timmy. That year, 1998, mm-hmm. he allowed the CBS television crew from 60 Minutes to air a tape he'd made of the lethal injection of Thomas Uke. He su- Uke suffered from Lou Gehrig's disease and it requested Kevorkian's help. And here, and you know what? Here's here's the thing. I, I I don't really I don't know if it was around then, but my mama and my brother they both got hospice, mm-hmm. and basically hospice, what they're doing is they're making sure that death is not a, a hideous, ugly right, thing. Right, they're making making you comfortable, as comfortable as you can. It, and at times it becomes pretty much assisted suicide. My brother's last day, they, the nurse oh, yeah, told I us. Think they, I think they just crank up the... the uh, they give you so much morphine, and because mm, morphine will calm you, and mm. it helps you breathe easier, and, uh, and it also kills you, and, uh, and I think that's what they do with my brother just, i think they, they gave him so much more film that it shut the yeah. system down and that was a very very kind thing on their part uh um, the first modern hospice uh was created in 1967 okay so, yes. so hospice was around so these people could have got hospice to come in and you know that's way better than getting into this mess because you know the hospice person ain't going to be going back to his volkswagen band and choking one off after he kills you, looking down all at you. <laughs> I mean, that, that's how I picture him in my head. I know <laughs> it's how you picture <laughs> him. <laughs> What's he going to do, sue me? No, he's dead. Yeah. Good and Lord. did he kill himself? I gave away the ending. Would you continue with <laughs> yeah. the story, please? Did he kill himself? That's all I'm asking. Just because so, I'm not reading does not mean I'm still not the producer. So could you please get back to Oh, so now he wants to assert his power, devil. How he rolls. You know Please what? continue. Okay, but you know what? Here's one thing you can't make me do. You can't make me read. You cannot make me read. I can sit here all damn day. You, you can, can do ask that me, if you, you like. You can ask me nicely. I'm not asking you again. See, devil. Either read. I believe we've or... come to an impasse here. Just read. <laughs> now, see, see the devil can... asked nicely, so <laughs> oh, yeah. I will do it. <laughs> that was very polite. Yeah, that was very polite. So. On the recording, Kevorkian helped administer the drugs for his patient. You got a point, though, because you work longer, you work later than I do, so you could be yeah, here. <laughs> I can be here all night. Following the broadcast footage, Kevorkian spoke to 60 Minutes reporters and dad, double dog dad, the courts to pursue him legally. He actually pointed to a judge who had prosec- a prosecutor who had prosecuted him before and said, I just killed this guy. Kiss my ass. That's what he said. No, kiss my ass. He didn't say that. He did. He. You didn't research this well enough, uh, Timmy. You're making up facts. Fake news. (laughs) No, he said that. Huh. Now prosecutors took notice. This time, bringing a second-degree murder charge against Kevorkian. Kevorkian also decided to serve as his own legal counsel. Yeah, that's never a good idea. Generally not. No, I have done that one time, and uh, I ended up getting dragged out of court because apparently you say certain things and it becomes contempt of court Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, they're, they're very picky about the rules and the protocols. A fool in for there. a client. I had a fool for a client and a fool for an attorney. Mm -hmm. um, on March 26, 1999, a jury in Oakland County convicted Mr. Jack of second degree murder and the illegal delivery of a controlled substance. He was sentenced to 25 years in prison with the possibility of parole. During the next three years, he attempted to pursue the conviction to get it overturned in appeals court. Now, the motherfucker is a hypocritical son bitch. If you're going to say I double-dog dare you to, to prosecute oh, he was, me. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was challenging them. When they, sure. when they prosecute you and you get your 25 years, just say, okay, you win. I know. I mean, he, he was, I mean, in his mind, he was fighting for a, a moral clause. A greater know? cause, yeah. yeah. Higher good. His request was refused, Timmy, okay. surprisingly. Lawyers representing Kevorkian sought to bring the case to the U.S. Supreme Court, but that was even declined. On June 7, 2000, or June 1, 2007, eight years after his, he'd been in jail, he was released from prison on good behavior. Mm. The former doctor promised not to assist any more suicides. He had a bunch of liver damage because he had that hep C that had chewed him up, and he didn't have much time to live. But, Timmy, mm -hmm. Kevorkian mended. Okay. His liver got better, and he began touring the lecture circuit, speaking out about himself. assisted suicide. Yeah. <coughs> now, think about that. He was at the end of his life. He could have used his Deathatron on himself, but the candy-ass bitch decided not to, and then all of a sudden, he got better. I wonder how many people that he killed could have got better. I think that's the point. Yeah, because he killed like 75 people, right? I think over, I think uh, I've seen estimates that they believe it, over a hundred. Over a hundred? Mm -hmm. He was a killing machine. He was like he was the great white shark of doctors. Hence the Tron. The Tron, yeah. He the Kavorka Tron. Right. Yeah. Kavorka and Sue mended, so he's on this lecture circuit now. In 2008, he announced plans to run as an independent candidate for the seat in the U.S. Congress representing Michigan. They don't um, love that. Yeah, he was running on the murder party. Sure. Um, though no, he didn't we win the election. He was running as an independent. Hmm? He ran as an independent. You know that for sure? Yes. You was his campaign manager? And no, I researched this story. He researched it, and it's not in there. You know what? You could have put that in there, and then I wouldn't have had to make well, that up. Well, if you didn't. I got to make stuff here. up to if, fill in the gaps. If you didn't just talk out your ass, I wouldn't what, have to Devil, do you see you. the obvious gaps in this? Obvious gaps. And I got to make up facts. You do. Alternative no facts No podcasting facts. while I'm away. Oh, we're podcasting. <laughs> oh, we're podcasting. And we got some shit to say about you. In April, in 2010, HBO announced a film about Kevorkian's life. It's called You Don't Know Jack, and it will premiere in April. The movie starred film legend Al Pacino, famous as Michael Corleone in the Godfather trilogy, as Kevorkian, and also featured Susan Sarandon, famous for the hot chicken Bull Durham, and John Goodman, Roseanne's wife. On June 3rd... Husband. Husband, yeah. Well, I love John Goodman. Don't you don't you be picking his gender for him. I he can pick love his own gender. John Goodman. Yeah, but you picked his is gender. Is there a for greater him. is there a greater he greater was, He was great on West Wing. No. Oh gosh, yeah. Was he was great in a big Lebowski. Yes. Yeah. He was great. There are rules. 
and it was great in. That's um, a full foul, Smokey. Your foot cross. I never he got was that movie. He was I mean, great it was okay, in Damages. But... If you've not watched that show, that show yeah. is amazing, and he was so good in it. So crazy. So on June third, two thousand eleven, at the age of eighty three, Jack died at Beaumont Hospital in o- in Royal Oak, Michigan, and he'd been hospitalized about two weeks with kidney and heart problems. He was survived by his sister Flora Holzheimer. Dr. Jack is buried in Whitechapel Memorial Park Cemetery in Troy, Michigan, in California in 2015. California became the sixth state in the U.S. to legalize physician-assisted suicide. And that, my friends, is the story of Dr. Jack. Well, thank you, Chuck. That was very, that was lovely and enlightening. I appreciate well, I, your professionalism throughout that whole thing. And Well, well thank you, Double. I, I believe that this has been one of our more uh, professional podcasts. It Would has been one of our more professional podcasts. And it seems like something's missing from this. Oh, maybe it's Timmy's constant interruptions and recaps. Yeah, well, can you get through your shout right outs? Uh, uh, listen, to, me. No, you're this, not even here, remember? Um, wait a minute. Wait. I can shut this I, down at any time. I'm fucking this chicken right now. Mm-hmm. I can stop your it chicken at anymore. any time. Um, do we have some shout outs, Colonel? Oh, thank you. Since you did, well, since Brandy, you did the whole you. list yesterday, can we just do the one column today? I'll, we'll I'll go do back to one that. column today. We'll go okay. back to one column. Right. Um, we got to. So you're going to disappoint 200 people, basically. You don't worry about it over there. So hold on. Do you want me to hurry, or do you want me to? No, I'm not even. I'm not even interested in your no, hurry. Just no. It's one cool. wait, 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 wait. fine. You are I'm moderator, not producer. Producer what? is moi. Well, I think well, we got a power of all, two columns, going on Colonel. Here. Two columns. I think we're compromised. Let two me columns. tell you something, motherfucker. I'll read every name. I'll get that goddamn phone. Do we even have hey, phone books anymore? And, first of all, when you read in the columns, that does not every time include the colonel's crew. They're in one column. You know what I'm wondering? You motherfucker. You know what? I will read Didn't he say he was just going to sit over there? Where I'm not going to say nothing. Quiet. Nine. I'm not going to say nothing. We're at the Nine. end of the show. Just it's come on. It's 2.15. Yeah, let's roll. It's 2.15. What the fuck time you got to be? You got to be somewhere? You got no. doctors, but dentist appointment? Hey, what do you got to do? Hey, I got I to check my eyesight. Children. No, you don't. You're a lying motherfucker. <laughs> just Shout do, out, Colonel. Do the one column, and then we'll be good. Okay. We and the got... one column is not the Colonel's crew. Well, I got to introduce a couple people who are new, who are not new, but dedicated themselves to the Colonel's cause, and that's Josh King and Trish uh, Trish Cream Puff. Oh, you misguided souls. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I lost one to you, Angie Girl Lion. Girl Lion. Anna. Anna, I'm sorry. Anna Girl Lion. Um, (laughs) And you know what? She she put on the page, she was Team Colonel. He is referring to the History Dweebs Facebook group, History Dweebs the Podcast. Join us. Yeah, so, you know, she says, I'm undecided. So I say all these nice things to her. And she's like, okay, that's the deal. I'm, I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm Team Colonel. And I'm like, cool. So, you know, I got a one over. And I continued to court the young lady. Mm -hmm. And we have a conversation on the page. She put it out there for everybody to see. And she is uh, half Mexican and half Irish, which is an interesting combination. Mm-hmm. And last night, she became Benedict Arnold and went over to Team Brandy, Team Devil. Mm-hmm. She's one of Brandy's bitches now. I, cor- I court no one. It, yeah. I, and it's just... They come of their own free will. 
Yeah, so and a girl lying. And um, we have cheesecake. You will have to live with yourself. Um, you're going to have to live with your own grief. And, and your own. I mean, you got to look yourself in the in the mirror, look yourself in the eye, and you're okay. not going to be happy about it. All right. So, All right, let's ups. do two two columns here. We oh. got, and, and the Colonel Crew just happened to be in these two columns. Oh, so look at there. We got Becky Omelette. It's a fucking, fucking, fucking coincidence. Such I'm language. Sorry, that's, did you hear that's, somebody talking? Well, the language out of there is just—it's ridiculous. Uh, well, it's all, appalling. It's appalling, and we wouldn't have this and e. unnecessary. Could we be a family show just once? Nah, it's unnecessary. Mean, yeah, it's unnecessary. We didn't get our gratuitous. Well, we didn't vulgarity. get our. We didn't get our quota of fucks in for this podcast. I believe talking about going down on a, on a hemorrhage in vag. May have got us the E rating there, Timmy. Um, well, it was, it was done tastefully. Yeah, you know what? Here's as, what I don't get. As all of our and stuff maybe, is. This is a legitimate question I got for you. For who? For you, devil, because you're a female and I ain't never experienced this. Okay. But, okay, now I have I have cut myself very badly. Before. I thought it was going to be a cooking question. I've had I've had a few few cuts on my head. Did it bled profusely? Okay, actually, I've I've had numbers of cuts on my head that have bled profusely, and at some point you become yes, yeah, prophylactically. At some point, you become a little lightheaded and dizzy. Yes. So on those days where you run into the bathroom every hour, like heavy flow, days. heavy flow days, do you get dizzy and weak? I don't know. Some people do. I don't. But I'm, but I'm a badass, so. I mean, how do you, I don't know, it's, it's like. If do you I ever s- worry about that, though? I mean, I would be, I mean, it'd be like bleeding. I mean, you know what I mean? No. I'd be worried about bleeding. I mean, like if I stabbed you in the arm and gave you a really horrible, wicked gash in the arm and we didn't treat it, and you kept bleeding for a whole week out of your arm, you'd die. You know, that's like having, like, prostate cancer where they don't operate. They just got to wa- uh, wait for a watch or whatever. Yeah. That would drive me nuts knowing that I'd have some form of cancer. I mean, not get my, my stepdad has the same thing. He's had yeah. it for 20 years. They told him something's going to kill you before then. Yeah. I mean, it's all, all often the case. I just mean it in my mind. But let me tell you something. What was quite disturbing to me, my mama been dead for quite some time. My, my stepfather, about 75 years old at this time. And so he's had it for 10 years. And uh, he sees this woman occasionally, you know. Do we even and, make and, it for uh, a name? I, uh, he's having some problems in there. They're going in to do a biopsy on something on his, on his colon. Or not his colon, his uh, prostate. And uh, I said, you know, you, you got prostate cancer. How how'd the, what, I mean, how'd you know what made you come to the doctor? You know what he said to me, Timmy? Mm. I saw blood in my semen. Yeah. Yeah. That would no. be disturbing. Here's my question, Timmy. What's the 75-year-old man got with semen coming out of his body anyway? Well, what, what are you None doing? None your fucking business. That's what it is. What are you doing checking out your semen? Well, apparently he was using a condom. Well, or maybe he you know, his, masturbates like a normal human being. Well, that could be too, but I believe he said it was he was in... He's 75 years old, if, still having uh, intercourse with Then I'm hoping he's masturbating, uh, fantasizing 
uh, his fantasies are age appropriate. So he's thinking about a seven. Oh, you mean like yours? Yeah. So he's thinking about you know Betty White or something. What the fuck? Sometimes when I masturbate, I think about Betty First, White. Yeah, so yeah, we're not going to talk about Betty White because she's awesome. Uh, shout outs, Colonel. All right, we got. Let's see. We got. Speaking of hospice, we got the uh, very sweet hospice nurse. We have MJ a co- we have a couple hospice. Oh, do we? Nurse. Yeah, I know uh, MJ Howard's one. Celine's been. Celine is a hospice. Well, she's been volunteering at a hospice place. One of our listeners. I don't know if it's Fiona. We have a couple of listeners in Malaysia. And I know one of them. Fiona's an Aussie, and she'll straighten you out on that real quick, too. Yeah, but she lives in Malaysia. Um, but we have one of our listeners is from Malaysia, and I, I apologize, I forget who, but she's a hospice nurse, I think. So oh, okay. It's a tough, they're doing tough God's job. work. Yes, yes, they are. Yes. Okay, well, let me, I'll, I'll continue on. And, and Brittany, some of, of you is a nurse. are going to get missed, and you'll get picked up in the next one. Um, I promise. And I'm there gonna is one. Be work. He is such a dick today. Such, He's such a, dick. a dick. Unnecessarily. Like, you know it, it. You know what it's like. It's like gathering up at the baseball field and having one kid show up and saying, you know, but I really don't want to play today. Yeah. I mean that's. I mean. All right. All right. Shout outs. I mean no. Seriously, what we had, Timmy, was a little one ones and zeros on my computer, and then I opened up Microsoft Word and it turned this nonsensical stuff here into a script but it was dead timmy What's he me talking about? and the devil were like dr frankenstein like peas and carrots and we <laughs> and we brought this thing to life it was dead we brought it to life i think you should like show GE. we bring good things to goddamn life. appreciation for us oh, yeah because this, this does a whole life. lot for me <laughs> I get there's so many. This is so rewarding. Ferrari that I am driving in the parking lot, and uh, and uh, and the countless women that are just throwing themselves at my feet. So let yeah. So don't you, you worry about our finances. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> you don't worry your pretty little hat about. You got everything on control. Everything is. I'm going to be taken care of for life. Is what you're saying. I'm, I'm saying you'll have no. You'll have no financial concerns. <laughs> I've invested well. Have us. you? Yeah. Okay. Well. Let me see. That. Did I? Okay, I'll start with Becky. Something makes me not believe that. I'm invested. Get this. It's a machine. It records television shows it's called beta <laughs> <laughs> next biggest thing it puts it on t- on these tapes yes oh. yes because you know what those dvds are, are you can't trust them no no that's a yeah. fad yeah <laughs> it's gonna go away soon and you know the shame beta was much better but anyway erica clemens sarah morgan eric dwight kirsty my english friend kirsty ramsden um dave hill John Gray, Don Gordon, Kirsten Davidson, Susan Angles, Little Emmy Waterfall, Christian Dorma, Danielle Fredrickson, Tyra Jenkins, Amy Payne, Tracy Harper, Cheryl Pierce, Allison Shields, Monroe Blake, Lori McNally, Josh Hill. Um, here's where we're getting into the Colonel's crew. We already got Trish Creampuff and Josh King. We got Jessica Barnett, MJ Howard, Amber Croup, a new administrator for the group. Lovely Jamie Tarantino, Maja, 
Maja from Poland, Donna Hellman, and our dear, dear friend who we hope is getting better and she's feeling a little bit better. It's Rachel Flynn, Timmy. Yes, Rachel, we hope um, you're doing better. She got her gallbladder out, she is. Um, she Not yet. Not yet. I've been checking on her, though. Offered to take it out for her. Yeah, I offered to take yours out. Yeah, I've been reading on the internet. Yeah, when are it. you going to use that TENS unit on him? Um, I, yeah, I'm waiting on him tomorrow. to sack up. I don't right, know if on. we're going to do it tomorrow. Uh, Jen Wicks. Seems like an ideal time to me. Liz Keating, the mascot, Fallon. Radica Smith, Angie Cobes, Monica D'Agostino, Tiffany Shannon, Amanda Bachiball, Jess. Just, 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 just Williams. She's just something else, ain't she, Timmy? She's a wonderful Francis Doughton. I, I really like Jessica. Janet Fitzgerald. Here's another one. A little bit insane. I, I don't know if she's a redhead insane or a blonde insane because she's posted a couple pictures. I can't tell. If she's It's Karen Barnes. Karen is, is she, lovely, she, and she but is, is she a redhead? Is she blonde? She is a Indians fan and a Cavaliers fan, and a so Browns he doesn't fan. know, is what he's saying. I, I think it, it looks red to me, but I don't know. She's a very she's lovely. lovely woman. She's a she's a beautiful woman. She is. Another beautiful one is Jennifer Burdock, and oh, another yes. beautiful one. Oh, my ladies are beautiful. I should just call them the Colonel's beautiful lady crew, but uh, Sarah Bloom. Yes. Angie Ball, of course. We know she's redhead, um, which we love on this show. Nicola. Um, dear, dear Nicola. And Allie and Charlie from Insight. Sammy James, your handler, Eddie Rushing. Lindsay, Chicago Lindsay, O'Brien McMillan. Tara Chinchilla, Jennifer Hawkins, Kim Kamikaze, Nancy Jalapeno, Toby Deese. Andy Sparacho, Danielle Fredrickson, Mike Eisenhower, Rebecca Montanley. Uh, let's see who we got here. Aaron Fowler, Carly Madsen, Robin Sanchez, TJ, Youngblood, Thomas Tui, Christine Hauer, Ali Nett, who I got twice on the list here, so I'm only getting you once today, Tracy, or Ali. Tracy Busby, Stewie Benton, Neil Eagleton, Natasha Davis, Nick and Molly. Steve Miller, Vicki Wallace, Becky Mitchell, Keith Frusty, Cheryl Muscu, Andy Valley, Mary Ray, um, Katie Moorhead, Christine, Bourgeois, Jeff Appel. See, he's you not paying a bit of fucking attention. Motherfucker, what are you in a coma over there? I am Some currently looking at. finally had that stroke in the, that <laughs> we've been waiting on. I'm currently looking at our Facebook group. Making sure that everything is a okay. You know, we got other people to do that. I know now, Amber so and uh, Jen are very good and very sweet of them to volunteer as mods. But I was just trying. I don't to help know them that out. they volunteered. I think you yeah. recruited them. I, I think recruited you them because them. they do a great job. Maggie Glover, Julia Miller, Dave Lampier, Bond, Gene Bond, a new listener, Allison Moon, John Cunningham, Gabby Lewis, Laura O'Reilly, Donna Hellman. Sydney and Michael, Stephanie Quick, Trixie, Gina Splane, Amber Amberson, William Truax, Denny Mack, of course, Byron Snellings, Bridget Clavey, Kate with a C, Katja, Jen Bolden, Olivia Meyer, Brian and Lisa Lawton, Donna Curran, Aaron Wentz, Phil and Munson, Phyllis Munson, Colton, all of the Trowbridge crew, 
Shonda and Larry, Teresa Slavin, um, Justin and TJ, Catherine Richardson, Celine, Britton Chris, Missy Dean Horton, Linda, Sam Hildebrand, Jeff Girdley, the beautiful and lovely, lovely pair of Tasha and Ophelia, and Miss Lady Beverly, who we hope is doing very well over in England. We look forward to the adventures of her young daughter, Alexandra, and the woman that we do all this for, the woman that uh, one day is going to be calling Dr. Jakovorki, and then on you, Timmy, Dottie Scott. I'm under underappreciated. Hello, Dottie. Dottie. Scott. We miss you, or we we appreciate you, and and love you. And it's Dottie. too bad your son is ungrateful. Your son's kind of, and I know you raised him better, Dottie. That's the thing you did, is, Dottie. I know you raised him so much better. And is your is your other brother kind of a douche like you, Timmy? Yeah, pretty much. Brandy, where nope, can people you don't find get us? to do this part. I do get to do you this. You don't. Part. Where oh, do, do people Brandy, find us? Brandy, Brandy. Let's sorry. wrap this up. Come on, it's two and a half hours. Turn in this his thing. mic down. Yeah, hold on, Timmy. I'm sorry. Um, oh no, you can still hear me if I turn your mic off. I can. Just don't mess with the sound, please. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll pad you okay. in a minute, Chuck. Where can people find us? People can find us on Facebook. Yeah, we have two Facebook pages, the History Dweebs page, where we post history stuff. Oh, we do? Do history, we do that? Yeah, and the History Dweeb podcast page, where we interact with, with all of our listeners. We also have our Twitter account. That we do. It's a oh, History Dweebs Oh, and how often do you one. update that? Never. Uh, Tim goes on. It's History. Is it History Dweebs 1? On Twitter. I'm not mm -hmm. here. I don't at, know. And then you can follow <laughs> Chuck at at Chuck Walters. Ad hoc, ad hoc Walters. Ad hoc you Walters. You suck. <laughs> listen, oh, Spanky. Listen here. Yeah. You, you, you know zip what? it over there. I'm telling you right now. Okay, go ahead. go ahead. The talent here is getting a little tired of this nonsense. All right? I know, the, but you know, I, I, I'm tired of it, but I, keep, you can I, find keep, this, I keep putting up with this it. This is like the old studio days where he just thinks he owns us. I know. I don't like it. And you can also find us on iTunes. Yes, please leave please us a review. Please leave us a review. On leave iTunes? us good reviews and would so you people like, can find and us. And Brandy, would you like to tell, uh, would you like to give the listeners all of our latest good reviews? No, you can't do that because you don't know what they are. I will do that. Oh, my Brandy God. Brandy can do that. Brandy has uh, that. No, seriously. We want to thank Bumber2076 for giving us a five-star review. Shitty McButthole over there. Is uh, Bloomy. <laughs> uh, it might be in Sarah. I don't know if it's Sarah or not. It's, it's Sarah Bloom. All right. Thank that you, Sarah. Quit being a everybody. Uh, and Phoenix STX, thank you for the five-star review. Thank you very much, everyone. We really appreciate those reviews because it helps people find us. Okay. You yes. Okay. So, Tim, any final thoughts? Uh, no. No, you don't have any. No, you Chuck, you, don't you, any... you both did a fine job. Chuck, do you have any you know, final thoughts? We don't need your goddamn validation over here, Timmy. We don't. Right? I'm, I was you patronizing you, goddammit. <laughs> don't what you, you know patron, when patronization <laughs> when you hear it? Here's what you can do. You can keep rolling out these pulp, pulpy scripts. What? Pulp. Yeah, pulp. Like pulp. He said not, he said it, and I, I stand by it. him. Yeah, and Brandy stands by I me, do. damn I stand it. by him. Chuck, you have anything that you want Laura to add? She posts these pictures of these cats I, on the purple lounge. They're funnier than hell. Chuck. I think that he was a sexual deviant that he got off on killing people. I mean, we're way past wow. the story. 
Um, I think that... um, You're not here. I think that... uh, Yeah, I think he was just a cantankerous old bastard. Although, I believe... (laughs) I believe, no, I believe that if you want it, I believe that if someone wants to choose in their life that there should be a way for them to do that that is done in a compassionate way. Yes. All right, everybody. How about you, Brandy? What do you think about? I do. I think that I think that everybody should be able to make their own choice. And you know, it's not up to the fucking state to make that choice. No, I don't think and so. And if it comes to a point where I have to make that choice, I'll but be I think that I choice. think that. I don't think that, like, you, when I'm, I don't think, I think once you, once you start doing where you can have your physician put you out, I think that's a slippery slope, because then you start getting into, well, this girl's 80 years old, and we don't know what she's going to do, and somebody needs a kidney. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't that's like the, that. uh, that's always the argument, is but, the slippery slope argument. But I think that if, like, the physician assisted, where they give you the means to do it yourself, mm-hmm. I think that that needs to be, I think that should be an option. I think that you should have the right to not have people have to care for you if you don't want, you know, not have to be in diapers, right. not have to, right. you know, right. do you all sh- that. So you should be able to do that. In, uh, in the Netherlands, you can do it for psych reasons. It's not yeah, just if physical. You're, yeah, if you're, yeah. yeah. So, okay, well. Well, the crazy people really should be the first to go. We, we have. Oh, really? They're, uh. Okay. Well, I, 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 as I'm looking at you, I kind of, kind of, I got, I'm okay with that. I straight. got medication, Timmy. I'm fine. All right. All right, everybody. We got to go, so we'll see yeah, you next time. Please leave I us some feedback on not. the page as to how much better it was without Mr. Drag Everybody Down here. Oh, what are you leaving at 2.30 today? Is that what you're playing? Get the fuck out of here at 2.30? Jesus oh my Christ. God. All right. Do you even work This is anymore? the international sign for wrap it the hell up. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next time Bye. on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Good day. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.